I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Chris Hoffman lives to inspire other veterans to seek a meaningful life outside of the military. Chris is the founder of Vet Training and Coaching. Chris knows firsthand how hard it is to find your individuality and passions once you take the uniform off. Chris showcases what coaching has done for him, what mentorship has done for his life, and uses what he learned to empower the veterans community. Let's get started. My first question would be, when someone signs up to be coached by you, a veteran, you know, they've left the military, they're looking for what's next, and they come across your coaching community, and they pull the trigger and sign up. What's one of the first hard things that you typically share? I mean, if you're stating from like saying something to them, I mean, what I would say is there's three key things that I find that most transitioning veterans are dealing with when they get out. I spent over 12 months, you know, last year, create, formulating this 12-week warrior to passion-driven program that I created. Mm. And I found three key needs for transitioning vets that are getting out. One is living a meaningful life, right? We, in the military, we are Superman, right? We yeah. have this epic about us, right? We're serving our country. We come back on Veterans Day. We have people that will shake our hands, say they're proud of us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. buy us beers, buy us dinners. We're pretty much Superman. But when we get out of the uniform, we become just Clark Kent, uh, right? Wow, wow. So it's just like, okay, so how do we take this, you know, this meaning, this powerful life that we served in the, in the military, in my case, the Marine Corps, take it and still take those high standards, those high values that we've carried addition by and actually bring that to the marketplace. That's the one thing that I share and we dig into. Two is camaraderie. You know, there's a lot of guys and gals that are serving that get out and don't think that that brotherhood or that sisterhood is still going to be there. And in fact, it is. Mm. But see, one thing that I know is that if you think blue car, blue car, blue car, you'll find blue car. But if you think red car, you'll find red car. And there's plenty of communities out there anywhere that you are, any city, and even online. Online makes the world pretty much very easy to connect with. I'm part of all kinds of veteran Facebook groups where I do Facebook lives with and get connected to other ambitious vets. So, I mean, we dig into pretty much camaraderie. How do we continue that brotherhood and that sisterhood to have them have the support around them? And then three is individuality. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that I have discovered through just talking to a lot of vets, interviewing them and coaching them is think about it. A lot of these guys that are joining are usually between the age group of 19 to 20, 24 years old when they're starting to learn who they are. They're creating a foundation of self-awareness. Right. So you think about that, man, you know, they're kind of just starting to learn, like, what are the basic fundamentals on how to create a success, rhythm, momentum, increase their value to do it, you know, create, increase their income. And um, what I want to say to that is that, um, I was at a military influencer conference about a month ago, and I was interviewing this guy that took a tree maintenance company. And I was just interviewing and just talking to him. And he's like, 
you know, I was just asking him how he did it. He was like, man, the first five years I got out of the uniform, I was all over the place. I had five different careers, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, but I was mm-hmm. just align, I was aligning my behaviors around the core values of the Marine Corps. Mm. Here's this honor, courage, and commitment. And I realized that this whole value thing, which is that's what my coaching course is kind of aligned to, is how do we create a sense of awareness that you know your core values? Because like we are shaped, our behaviors are shaped around core values. And that's why businesses, corporations, all that have core values. That's why, you know, military and organizations have core values because that shaped us. I don't know about you, but when I was in the Marine Corps, I would sit there getting IT to boot camp think, courage and commitment. Because <laughs> it's getting ingrained into me because that's who I am. My behaviors are conditioned to go around those core values. So uh, the three key things that I kind of dig in with them is one, meaningful life out of the uniform, how to create that. Two, camaraderie, brotherhood, sisterhood, and three, just getting them toned back into their individuality, like their core value. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that you took the time to just go deep because that's where I think so many veterans, right at the start of their transitions, get hung up just a bit. They don't reach out and connect with those who are a little bit further than they are. They immediately look at it like, I can just keep adapting and overcoming, using a bit of what I know. And I don't really need mentorship. And I think you touched on all key areas that just help veterans tap into the new mindset required to make their transition successful and to transition well. Now, you touched on, you know, again, many entering the military, they enter right around the age of 18, 19, 20. Now, would you have listened to this advice, you know, if you were a young Marine right when you were entering service as like, hey, You know, at some point you're going to transition, whether you retire, whether you do two enlistments, one enlistment, at some point you're transitioning out. Here are some things to consider and here are some things to tap into the second you decide to take off the uniform. Do you think you would have been resistant to your own advice or do you think you would have just kind of tabled it in your long-term vision file and then revisit it when it's time to transition? Yeah, the second one. I would have definitely filed it and dealt with it in the moment. Back then, man, I can only speak on my behalf or, you know, there's some 19 years out, you know, like Darren Hardy, the guy that published the book compound effect. I mean, he was like a millionaire by the age of like 19, 20 years old. There's always those separated few, but for me personally, I know I would not been focusing on that. I would have been focusing on in the moment, I'm going to be a Marine. I'm going to be a Marine for um, a long time. This is going to be my career. And I think it was like during my actual enlistment, that like things were happening that I kind of grew into knowing myself what I was actually capable of. You know, there's a good story of me while I was in deployment on kind of, if you've heard in any of my other interviews on podcasts, that I kind of like had this shift. Mm. And I, to kind of further, if you want me to share a story, I can share it. But I think that's the amazing thing of like you being a problem solver in the world, right? Is because you got to shift a paradigm. For me, when I got out, it took me hitting a breaking point, right? It took me to, you know, I got out in 2012, May 24th of 2012 was the D-Day of me getting out of the uniform. And um, by 2013, New Year's, I was doing a seven-day Daniel fast, just Mm. digging myself into the Bible. Back then, I was very, very spiritual, just kind of really getting to know myself more. And I was like, God, like, what is this about? Like, I'm not creating friction. You know, I'm not creating traction and rhythm in my life. 
what is, why am I here? What is this about? Right. So I feel like a lot of vets do have to point and get humbled to where they just like, okay, you know, I was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. When I got out, Mm -hmm. I'm a recruit. I'm a recruit. And I got to kind of start giving up knowing things. I think a lot of us, when we get to the military, we create this success, this ego, right? And then we get out and it's kind of just like, we think we know something. We really don't really know as much as we think we know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you know, yeah, I love to go a bit deeper on that story because one of the guests on the podcast, he shared a concept that resonates with me anytime I think about transitions. He said, Bernard, I had my MBA while I was serving. So I knew once I left finding a a career or connecting with a new career wasn't going to be difficult. But he was like, I still found myself after I transitioned to be going through what he now defines as identity foreclosure. Mm. Who he was and what he did was all in the same stratosphere. And like you said, it's the Superman effect. And all of a sudden, you're now required to live as Clark Kent the rest of your life. And, you know, he just shared some of the struggles with that thinking. So I think just what you're touching on and what you're sharing is going to help so many transitioning veterans remember that, one, they're not alone. And two, this is a time to, as you mentioned, fast, set some time aside, go deep within and find out what does your voice sound like outside of the voices taught to you by the military. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Billy. Getting toned back into your intuition for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to ask this. Because you're a major military influencer, I'm pretty sure you get asked about service when young people or even older adults want to consider serving. And, you know, I had a recent incident where, you know, this financial banker kind of learned about my story. And he was about 27 and his dad had served in the Marines and, you know, he was just doing the college route. And as we got connected, he was like, Bernard, you know, I really want to serve, but I am nervous. I am nervous about maybe missing some opportunities in my financial career. What do you typically share when your approach with those types of questions and those types of asks from people looking to serve in the military? I always ask them their why. I think everything starts with why, right? Simon Sinek, it's a great book. Start with your why. I mean, why always brings the how and the doing and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's like, why? Are you doing it to get out of your small town? Are you doing it because you're, you're trying to get out of a broken family? I mean, or, you know, kind of see what's possible. And primarily what I find with a lot of vets that I come across is a lot of them are just trying to escape the reality of their life mm. at 19, 20 years old. Like they want more, man. You know, for me personally, I like to kind of share my unique experience and why I joined because I think a lot of people can identify with it. But it's like me, you know, I think it starts at a very young age, man. Me, I have, my father left me when I was one years old. Mm. I was raised by my mother and um, I had a lot of guys throughout my life, like guys going in and out of my life. And I never had an example of what a man really is. Mm-hmm. So when I became 18, 19 years old, I had two paths I could take. I could go play baseball for college, or I could just go join the service. Like, and, you know, I took the, the other. I, I chose to do and join the United States Marine Corps because I wanted to discover what it was like to actually be a man. Yeah. I wanted to discover the attributes of being a leader, a man that did some badass stuff, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like that was my biggest why. It's like, okay, how do I attribute to becoming a man, someone that can actually 
make things happen, work with his hands. Cause I was always just like, man, I'm, you know, I was always this sensitive guy that was serving his family, having to be the man of the house, my mom, my two younger brothers, my whole upbringing. So it was just like, I wanted to do something for myself, but also I wanted to serve a greater purpose. And I wanted to just, I wanted to discover what it was like to be a man. I find that when you share vulnerably, you open up other people to do that. Mm-hmm. And the people that are ready to hear what you have to say, hear it. And those who aren't ready for it, just aren't ready for it. But why not open up that door of possibility to make a difference with somebody with your vulnerability and openness? Right, right, right. Wow, wow, wow. I'm just unpacking that because, you know, even in the escape, I think at times you escape into the military, you are a part of a powerful organization that trains you and equips you for so much. And then now you are considering leaving or you're retiring and maybe some of the same fears or maybe some of the same escapism followed you all throughout your time of service. I wonder, do you find in your coaching, do you find in just leading veterans to what's next that many are still escaping maybe the reality of the impact that they can have if they truly strip down to their authentic self, being vulnerable, Mm. sharing their, their passions, their drive, their ambitions, but also some of their fears or maybe some of their setbacks. Do you see veterans who are transitioning or who are, or tapping into a coaching program like yours, still struggling with the escapism, still struggling with the vulnerability, or do you mostly see that, hey, we faced a lot of hard things and we understand what it's like to cry next to someone who is just as trained as I am, so we're willing to do whatever it takes to find our next best level? I'll put it like this, Bernard, man, that is a really great question, man. I deal with the 25 to 50 guys with no college education, the guys that are gritty, ambitious, want to do whatever it takes. And um, I'll answer your question like this, man. If you supply the right listening Mm. for anybody to show up however they want to show up in that listening, right? Coaching, the fundamental skill of coaching, and specifically in my case, performance coaching, is I have to be a really good listener. I got to listen to what's actually not even being said behind what someone's saying and bring that out, right? That's how you unleash mental barriers, stuff that's stopping these guys and gals that are getting out of the uniform. And I think if you provide the right listening, you can have that show up. And I think a coach that is willing to kind of give up that they're, I guess, they're not like this big time dealer just being authentic. I think you open up an opportunity for that person to be open. I mean, and I, I mean, obviously I have a screening process in my coaching program where I put them through like a 45 minute questionnaire. I offer a personal guarantee inside of my coaching program, which is different between these other nonprofit organizations that are actually getting government funded, getting paid off the volume of vets that go through the programs. Me at the beginning, if I feel like we work good, I feel like the person's coachable and is willing to put in work, do the push-ups to build those muscles oh, yeah. for long-term success, then I'll give them a personal guarantee. But I think it all begins with listening, Bernard. Everything's brought up in a good listener. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love that you brought up push-ups. Because like one of the things when people ask me for my advice, I always share, no, I'm not giving you any advice. And they always get a little upset. Why? I'm like, because you're not going to listen. And they're like, I am going to listen. I'm like, trust me, I have a lot of these conversations and I follow up. And 98% of the people don't listen. The 2% Mm -hmm. are the people who always take a quick challenge. I always say, are you willing to listen and do whatever it takes within reason that doesn't break your core values? And of course they agree. And I say, do five push-ups. 
and you watch them hesitate. You know, they're like, yeah, I, I was willing to do everything but the five push-ups. I'm like, right. it was just a test. I didn't even want you to do the push-ups. Right. But if I started to see you go down, I know that you're a thousand percent committed to doing whatever it takes within your core values, within reason. And I wonder, mm-hmm. as a part of your screening program, what are some of the things that you see that you're like, okay, guys, I know you're probably going to have a strong life and career, but you're not exactly ready for the process that I walk with you through. Well, the screening process is just like you said, Bernard, it's like the push-ups saying to do this. I've had a couple clients that say they want to work with me. We've, we've got down to a number that works for them because I'm pretty flexible with the compensation around it because I really am just a stand that vets like really get results in their life and actually right, get what right. they're looking for out of the uniform. But I mean, for example, I had someone, we agreed upon a price last week. I sent her a questionnaire and she even texted me last night. She was just like, this questionnaire is just very confronting. I was like, well, you know, if those questions are confronting, I don't know if we're going to be able to actually Mm. dig into the trenches and actually Mm. do the coaching because, you know, it's coaching is no joke, right? It's, It's really having you look yourself in the mirror. And like you said, getting down to your authentic self and getting real with what's so and what's not so in your life, like kind of stripping the pieces away from Michelangelo's David and finding your oh, masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, I love that, man. I love how you put that because if we understand that there's a masterpiece within, we're willing to get around people in the communities that help pull it out, that help take away the tarnish of age or the tarnish of being battle-worn or the tarnish of, you know, just not pushing yourself or just adapting an average mindset. And, you know, one of the biggest, most powerful opportunities that anyone has, and you talked about things being online now, is the ability to connect with coaching communities and to be coached. I, you know, always say to people that any professional that you truly admire, that they're living on another level, they're probably being coached. And one of the biggest questions that you should ask mm-hmm. them if you do have time with them is who's their coach or can, or do mm-hmm. you have a coaching program that I can join? Because yep. I mean, it's, it's a night and day difference. Those that, who are being coached and those who are not, you know, when you're not, you have blind spots or weaknesses and you might just never uh, challenge yourself to see beyond your blind spot or strengthen your weakness. But your coach is coming straight at that weakness and reminding Mm -hmm. you that you can overcome these small obstacles. Yeah. Gives you clarity for execution too. Yeah. 100%. Like you were, you used a good analogy, brother. I mean, getting down, telling someone to do some pushups, everything that happens between them and actually doing that action, that coaching advice, like telling them to go and do some pushups, everything that they're, the thought processes, everything that they're dealing with between getting down and doing those pushups are the same things that's stopping them from making six figures. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that's stopping them from attracting the love of their life or feeling fulfilled or actually, actually happy. And all you'll find that people's behaviors, the thing that's stopping them from do simple things, just three pushups, like just using your example, is the same things that are taking them out of the game of life that's having them become a top performer out of the uniform or whatever it is, whatever their desire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, if I challenge you to come up with a one-word answer for military transitions, what would you say? Ooh, <laughs> good. Military transition, one word. I mean, the first word that comes up is just change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
more of that consistent change or just dramatic change? It's changed from uniformity to individuality. Oh, wow. Okay. I love that. I love that. And can you just talk about what that feels like or what it felt like for you? Going back to what I've worked with and who I've talked to and just other military influencers out in the industry. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I have dealt with and hear the average of, you know, vets that are getting out of dealing with is a lack of like structure, man. When you're in the uniform, you have this uniform and the structure to your everyday life where all your daily behaviors are kind of already set in place. You really don't got to think for yourself until it's like the weekends. And then usually as a military vet, you're thinking about, okay, what bar am I going to go to or mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. the gym or stuff like that? I would just say that for me, it was really getting out and not feeling that sense of structure yeah, in yeah. place that allowed me to kind of refine myself because I really think it's a rediscover and a rebranding process whenever you get out mm-hmm. and you've got to really not be afraid to stand out. I think in the military, you're kind of conditioned to kind of fit in to the man to the left and right of you. And um, when you get out, you got to kind of rebrand yourself in a way that it's like, okay, you know, Erickson, he's a performance psychologist. And he talks a lot about, you know, how do you become a peak performer? He studies some of the top world-class athletes in the world. For those who listen to this, and if you want to look up Erickson, he's got some really good stuff. And he talks about there's two major steps in becoming anything, becoming world-class in anything. One is discovery. You know, coming from the inquiry of like, why, why, why do I want to do this? Studying your everyday behaviors. Where do you find yourself unconsciously wanting to do every single day? What are the idle thoughts? What do your idle thoughts go to every day? That's primarily some of the stuff that you probably should be taking actions on and figuring out what you're here for. And the second step is deliberate practice. What are the skill sets that I have to develop? What are the resources? Who is the people I need to meet and start building a relationship with to actually get steps closer? And definitely hiring a coach is one step to that because accountability and actually having someone there that can lay out a plan and hold you accountable and actually provide strategies and tools to help you be clear for execution, that allows you to only continue to progressively grow. And for me, the definition of success, which everyone has their own definition of success, is that progression equals happiness. Mm. People like to progress. And when you get out of the uniform, how do we take these warriors, man, that have been in combat or didn't even go to combat, but just still have these high standards, you know, get out of the uniform and have this high velocity way of living every single day and get into this world that's pretty much forgot about them and kind of living their own life and living a little bit slower how do you help them maintain their standards and stay high performers and keep their high standards and values? Well, that's where vet training coaching comes in. That's where me as a coach comes in as I help them continue to keep those high standards rock and rolling. I always say as I awaken, equip, and connect them with the tools, resources, and people to be that top performer out of the uniform, man. So yeah, yeah. really just stepping into your greatness and figuring out how you can take those basic principles that you gained out of the Marine Corps, kind of like a How to Win Friends and Influence People book, right? That, mm-hmm. That's all the basic fundamentals on how do you influence and persuade people around you. How do you create these basic principles and get out of the uniform and actually utilize them to your better good to serve people 
and only increase your value and progress. Right, right. And you know, what I like is that on your website, vettrainingcoaching.com, again, guys, that's vettrainingcoaching.com, you break down your methodology, you break down the mindset, and you share some of your wins and where you started. And I think for those who are considering coaching, they can grab some of these ideas, and we all do, we're going to test them before we sign up. But as they test them, I'm pretty sure, you know, one of the things that you have on your website is going to ring true for them. Are you ready to thrive, not survive? And, mm -hmm. and we all know how to survive. We've been highly trained at that. But thriving is another step, you know, and I think coaching and coaching communities and just having that accountability is definitely how you shift from that survival mind state to that thriving mind state. And, you know, something I always try to remind vets, I always share with them that, all right, guys, Sam Walton was a veteran. He started Walmart. It's a multinational global corporation that we've all been impacted by in some way, shape or form. And, you know, mm -hmm. even if that, they don't have that level of ambition, I always share this as well. You know, Bill Gates, his dad was a veteran and those values passed down. So even if it's just within your family or even if you're ambitious enough to do the work to launch a multinational, what's in you is needed by everyone around you. But if you hide it because you're not in environments to cultivate it, you know, you don't step beyond your comfort zone and continue to lead or serve leaders. Yep. Absolutely, brother. 100%. You got to learn how to own your power and realize that the resources will come. I think the best thing, I just interviewed John Krotek from uh, Green Zone Hero yesterday mm -hmm. on my show, The Ambitious Bet. And one of the great things that he said is, man, once I learned that I could trust my capabilities, I could make it happen, this overwhelming sense of patience and calmness came upon me and life started kind of flowing naturally. I didn't have this anxiety about life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I hear that and what you're saying too, man, is like just being able to find your power. Find who you are and actually just take those daily actions. A good book I recommend any veteran out there that's ambitious, a top performer, wanting to get into leadership roles or anything like that out in the world is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I mentioned it before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The key concepts around daily disciplinary actions lead up to big results. Right, 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 right. And again, listeners, again, that was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And you can continue to listen and learn from Chris at his podcast, The Ambitious Vet. So make sure, again, if you're building a library of tools to help you level up or even challenge yourself to move beyond your comfort zone, that you're taking some notes. One of the things I love about you know, interviewing people and connecting with people is that I get to learn what's working for you. And I think you're sharing some high level tools that we can take away. Are there any other things as far as like maybe other podcasts, other coaching communities, I'd even love for you to mention yours as well that can bring veterans in, you know, and bring them out of the cold, so to speak, so that they can start to understand that the mindset of a high performer, a high achiever, it's very easy to model, but you have to be around them to see the consistent compounded habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you get down to the fundamental of being resourceful, it's someone that has a toolbox of resources to solve problems in difficult situations. So, I mean, with that being said, I would challenge your audience to go out there, 
and be resourceful. What is it that you really, really want? Go and Google search. Google is our new common sense in the world, <laughs> right? For you to say that you don't have this, you don't have that, that's just bull crap, man. Google yeah. search is our new common sense. You can find anything. So anything that you're dealing with, challenge or whatever, it's all on YouTube. We have all this free content. I mean, shit. And you could get a business or a psychology degree just through watching YouTube videos. I have plenty of friends that I work with or talk to on a weekly basis that just will spend hours looking on YouTube because they have a desired goal and they want it bad enough. So my tribe is called Veteran Empowerment Transition, where we're just really committed to creating a tribe of ambitious transitioning vets, sharing resources, tools, insights, and wisdom to help you thrive out of the uniform and not survive. Mm -hmm. I would say there's tons of Facebook groups out there. Look up just veteran transition, veteran um, performance. There's a lot of veteran hustle groups outside of there. Just, just do your research. What else? I'm trying to think if there's any other tribes. I mean, for the most part, I mean, if you are an ambitious vet and you have an idea, you don't know how to formulate it, Bunker Labs is mm -hmm. a great resource for mm -hmm. you. It's like an idea incubator. Definitely look into Bunker Labs. Score.com was something really good for me, which is gives you a free mentor. All these people are like retired CEOs and CFOs of companies that just want to give back and serve people that are trying to provide solutions to big problems in the world. So, I mean, it really, it's unique to the listener. Whatever's important yeah, yeah. to whoever's listening to this is where they need to start. And um, Google gives us access to information at a record rate, man. Right. And all I would say is be resourceful, build your toolbox. When you're resourceful, you build value in the marketplace. And when you build value, revenue just naturally comes to you. I love that. I love that. Build your value and the revenue will follow. Now let's talk about this briefly. Let's talk podcasts and the veteran's voice or even vlogs, because I've found that for the most part, not enough veterans are lending their voice to tell our stories, which is, it's easier to get involved, but we are still overcoming maybe some of the personal struggles, maybe some of the personal fears. What would you share with those that you've learned since you've been, you know, lending your voice to the space and leading a community that maybe that veteran who has the idea, but they're still sitting on the sideline needs to hear? Mm. So basically what I'm hearing what you're saying, like, Someone has an idea, but has yet to really start taking consistent action towards it. Is Absolutely. that what you're asking? Especially around okay. um, podcasting or blogging. Who podcasts or blogging. First thing that popped up for me to say around this, man, is that I heard Grant Cardone speak about a month ago at a veteran event out here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I got five minutes with this guy. If you guys don't know Grant Cardone, you guys are falling behind time. You are listening to this, okay? This guy is the sales genius of our generation. Follow Grant Cardone. Um, he's a guy that is just a sales training genius. Yeah. And um, I got five minutes Q&A with this guy. And the question I asked him is always just like, Grant, coming from your car selling days back in your late mid-20s, okay, what was the number one habit that you did on a consistent basis that attributed to you now being worth well over $160 million? And he said that I think it and I just do it. Mm. That's it. And I was like, holy shit. He told me exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Because, man, I mean, I have so many friends that I surround myself with that have great ideas. They hesitate. And then what happens six months to a year from now? Someone finds that, creates that idea. Hesitation 
it's pretty much the death to any realized potential. It's the best way I would describe it. Just think it and just do it. Yeah, um, you know, when I started the Ambitious Vet Man, I literally created it over a weekend where I just sat there. I put, you know, on the top of this notebook piece of paper, I was just like, okay, podcast, list of ideas and just brainstormed ideas. How to, you know, this is one key golden grenade is what I call on my show, golden grenade that mm-hmm. I recommend for anybody listening to the mm-hmm. show is to make sure that you have a board of directors in your life or in military terms, a fire team, people that have invested interest in your success and vice versa. Okay. I have a great fire team around me of like a core inner group of three or four people where I can bounce ideas off via text or call any day I want to. And that's what I did. I sat there and formulated this idea for a podcast. I'm like, okay, the ambitious bet. That's who I'm after. So, you know, what are the questions formulated around the biggest pain points that I found around my audience? And what am I going to speak about? And I found that just listening to other veteran podcasts, the biggest thing that's missing is people are not digging into the psychology of actually what it took to become someone that's the top performer out of the uniform. What did they have to deal with? What gets down to the foundation of creating success as a transitioning vet? So that's where I dug into. And, um, you know, the show has, and just within 20 shows, we're averaging around a thousand viewers a week just on Facebook Live. Wow. We're working on turning it into audio, getting on Stitcher and Google, you know, the Google app. But I mean, I just was someone that didn't know how to do anything, but I didn't allow the how-tos to get in my way of just doing, man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. everything came. I mean, if you read any business battle book, like The Art of War or anything like that, violent and decisive and immediate action is far more than a long, strawn-out plan that ultimately has your enemy position strongholds before you. Absolutely. So you, you got to act quick, man. Yeah. 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 I, lo- I love that. And you know, I, I love that, you know, you just share that experience with Grant Cardone and you know, you just took us through your process to fully executing an idea because I think again, so many veterans are waiting on orders and now they're the ones given the orders for their life. And if we don't help them unleash from certain mindsets and from certain hesitations, man, so many communities will go underserved because as we transitioned and became veterans, we stopped serving beyond the uniform. So I'm glad you walked us through that process. And it's definitely something that we can model. And I love that you touched on, you know, having that fire team, having that board of directors for your life so that you can quickly learn which ideas are not the ones that need to launch in in this season. And you can focus on the ones that you can take massive amounts of action on. Now, again, I, I love that you're sharing what you do because, you know, for us, if you've served, you always had an example in front of you. I think there's, there's a gap that maybe because you moved back home, maybe you're from a smaller town or maybe even a big city that doesn't focus on the veterans community. And you touched about, you talked about Google, you talked about being resourceful and connected with online coaching communities. Have you ever ran into people who just need more in-person accountability? That's just what they, they need. And what are your coaching tips or even advice to veterans who find themselves in that state? Need more in-person work done? Right, right, right. Hmm. I mean, I've worked with a lot of veterans like across five different states now since I've been seven months in the startup with veteran and coaching. 
And if they want to do it in person, I'll do Zoom. But if they need to like, you know, have that camaraderie, have that connection with somebody, you know, what we'll do is kind of like, I think this came up in my interview with John yesterday, but I mean, it's like, you've got to create that connection. You've got to be the source of creating empowerment, happiness, fulfillment around you, man. Like, you know, I think John Krotek yesterday in the interview said it well. I mean, you've got to create that camaraderie around you. Even if you don't, if you move back home to your small town again and you don't have vets around you, find people that you relate with. Have a commonality. If you guys like working out, go and work out. Mm -hmm. Have that connection. Mm -hmm. And if you need a coach, someone that you identify with, and if you're listening to this, if you identify with, you need to reach out. And, um, you know, I have no problem doing a free zoom one-on-one meeting because i think even video can really have you feel that connection with the human being and that's primarily why i do the ambitious bet live because i get human connection with my audience and they really get to see me for all my screw-ups and they really get how much of a simple country boy i am from st louis (laughs) i'm no i'm no i'm no different than they are the only difference between me and them is i've kind of experienced the stuff that they are either in the process going through or are in the starting phases of it. And I can just help fast, you know, accelerate their learning curve a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just processing that because I love how you always break it down to quick executable action steps. And it, it leaves the decision back to the individual. And I think that's where I see the most hesitation is that individual realizing that, look, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Yep. I'll find the right people. I'll find the right path. But if it's up to me, it has to be my decision and I have to take the consistent steps. Now, in closing, what else would you share? You've left us with amazing insights. You know, we've talked about your website, your coaching community, we you shared process. But is there anything else that you typically share that you know listeners need to hear, that you know veterans mm. need to hear, and those that love and support us? I'll put it like this, man. Life is a process, man. We all, it's chapters inside of a book. The military was a chapter inside of your life, okay? Just know that you're turning a page, right? You're writing a new chapter, and it's all a process. Just like back in 2009, 2010, when I was in Afghanistan, it's a 240-gun Bravo, and one of my sergeants, Sergeant Bliss was his name. When we were doing 12-hour patrols, he changed my life by throwing books at me. He was like, man, read this book. The book that he threw at me was Think and Grow Rich. And then he threw a book called Eat That Frog. And then he threw a book called Influence, Psychology of Influence, Persuasion, and stuff like that. And I started digging into, wow, okay, life isn't this fixed way of my perception of it, right? So just know that it's a process. And as every day that you Take simple, decisive steps towards a realized goal or idea. Things will come, but it all starts with you. I think the biggest message I want to say to your audience is you have to be resourceful first before you utilize all the strategies and the saturated resources and strategies that everyone wants to throw at you. You've got to know who you are first so you can actually plan that battle plan for success and actually reach your full potential. Yeah, I love it. And Again, if you're out there, you're listening and, and you're just on the fence about some things, my challenge to you is that you immediately reach out to Chris and his team and just learn from them, learn from their moves. Even if it's just that consultation, get with someone who's proving with their life that not only is it possible, 
but he's committed to doing the work every day. Now, Chris, I would love for you to just take some time. Tell us where to find you. Tell us where to connect with mm-hmm. you and tell us, you know, some of the big moves and big plans you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. Thanks for that. So, yeah, I mean, where you guys can find me straight up, if you guys, you know, I know that with any coaching or doing anything that you got to kind of really start the process of looking within and kind of discovering who you are and where, how to get to where you want to be, where you can go to create a first level relationship with me before we start dating and stuff like that um, <laughs> is our veteran, a veteran empowerment transition Facebook group. Go ahead and get in there. We're providing content, very enriching content. We plan on turning that into a paid low budget mastermind, probably in the first quarter of 2018 for ambitious sets that really want the accountability insights and the strategies to help really create results with velocity in their life. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, really Vet Training Coaching is the website where they can go to. Definitely add on to our email list as we progress into 2018. Uh, We're going to be obviously creating some great new things. And I also provide a lot more valuable content to my list via just Facebook groups. That's kind of you saying, hey, I'm willing to kind of get a little bit closer to you. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to provide a lot more value to you. Definitely look into that. But other than that, for your audience, man, I'm willing to give them a, a, a free 60-minute hour of power oh, wow, and wow. clarity for execution for this. And I can send you the link and you can provide that to them. No strings attached. That intention is just to really help whoever wants to schedule that. And how do I get you clear and get find power into what matters most to you and get, out, and get you out there executing what matters most? Because one thing I know for damn sure is we got military veterans out there that have these skill sets, both soft and hard skill sets that are valuable to the marketplace. And once you learn how to properly strategically um, utilize them, you will go far and you can go there a lot faster than what you thought. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to help you guys execute with velocity and I guarantee results. Okay. That's really it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You are literally standing behind who you are. Like you mentioned earlier in the show that there's so many people who are not willing to make a guarantee. And you're like, look, guys, if you come in and we, and we screen you correctly and you're committed on your end and we commit to doing this work, here's my guarantees. And I think, again, we are all willing to follow leaders who lead by example. I just want to say thank you for being one of those leaders in the veteran community and in the veterans influencer space, you know, whose life is showcasing that it can be done. Mm. Yeah, Bernard, I really take that in, man. And just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, brother. I think what you're doing here on this show is absolutely amazing. It's much needed. And just thank you for who you are as far as providing value to the world and veterans out there that are desiring more, man. I appreciate that, Chris. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Hoffman. And I just challenge you to get connected with Chris, his community. And if you love and support veterans, point of veteran in his direction. Well, Chris, thank you again for being on the show. I can't wait to connect with you further. Yeah, brother. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Take care.